episode 92 of This Developing Story. up y'all it's Pidagio, and i've got another conversation to share uh and this one's actually another twitter space uh if you haven't caught out yet twitter.com slash join us live we can ask questions and interact and today we've got chad r stewart chad is a developer in jamaica I spent some time working on industry in the states uh but now currently looking for work and while he's been doing that he's organizing a community on twitter called tech is hiring so if you're looking for jobs check out the tech is hiring hashtag as well as the tech is hiring twitter account on twitter hope you enjoy and i'll see you on the other side okay um so i am chad stewart uh, i'm a software engineer um in kingston jamaica um so how i got here is pretty muddied um, in the United States. Uh, I actually, if anybody remembers the Art Institutes, um, I went to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale for, at the time, it was called Multimedia Design, which is a fancy way of saying web design. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> I, I studied that, um, graduated, and um, was doing freelancing for, for some time. And... Um, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of web design. It's a lot more, it's pretty much UI UX uh, for, for, I guess, the current terminologies. And so I kind of moved away from it to do, um, to go back to school. Uh, I, I went to school uh, at Nova Southeastern University and got a software engineering degree, which essentially is a computer science degree with like learning agile and testing and stuff like that instead of more, you know, intricate uh, computer science um, concepts. Got it. So would it be like, after, like a, a boot camp, like the equivalent of what, what they're doing at boot camps now? Um. Oh, could you could you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, I mean, like, so you mentioned you got a software uh, or a web development degree, um, which is not common. Most like normally it's like computer science and all the sort of uh, how it all works. Uh, well, mm-hmm. with boot camps, similar, you go to the boot camp for what six, twelve weeks, six months, or whatever it is, and you practical knowledge on how to build either websites or servers or game development or whatever it is. So you got you got the practical knowledge of how to build stuff out of the program you did is that correct uh yes 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 i mean it was still like a bachelor's degree program but yeah we 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 got um practical knowledge in fact um one of my more interesting projects that i did was um at the at the school um just learned a lot about agile and learned a lot about um working on teams and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that project. Uh, funny enough, I was kind of thinking back on on my days there, and because I was having this discussion earlier with a friend of mine, and I was just really happy about like it's not necessarily a school that's particularly known for software engineering at the time. I don't know what its kind of culture is like now, but just happy to have been there at the time when there were particular teachers there that were, that, that kind of pushed me to, to learn a lot more uh, about software engineering and just kind of changed how I, I, I thought about just, just, you know, programming and engineering and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Very cool. 
So and how long ago was, was this, um, this program? Um, so I graduated at the end of 2017. So I would guess it's three years now. Okay. Bad at math. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you, you've had some time, I guess. So, so what have you been doing since then? Um, so after I returned to Jamaica, um, and I worked a little bit, uh, I ended up working at one of the, the, the largest banks here for, for those who are Jamaican, it would be, uh, NCB, uh, National Commercial Bank, Jamaica. And I was working on, um, their credit card origination team, uh, learned a lot there. Um, learned a lot about kind of front end and that's uh, actually during that time is when I got, you know, kind of started with the, the, the Twitter, the tech Twitter journey. That's when I started learning that there was a lot of people on Twitter that was, you know, had a very strong developer community here. Um, but yeah, uh, I left in early, um, 2020. Um, with the intention, with with other plans, and then the pandemic is like, what other plans? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So then now you're you're in Jamaica, and then you've been just uh, chilling out for the time being, I guess. Uh, in a sense, um, chilling out. You know, I'm trying my best not to say maxing, relaxing, all cool, but <laughs> you know, and and um just kind of growing as a, as an engineer, you know, like I, the, the weird thing about the pandemic for me is that, um, it put, it pushed a lot of people online and a lot of people to use zoom and so on and so forth. And so like one of my things, something that I've been kind of searching for, for an extended period of time is just kind of like a, a community of people, to to kind of learn and grow with like there there's a community here but you don't uh, here as in jamaica uh, you don't see them as much and at the time there weren't there weren't a lot of you just didn't have like nearly as many events as you would have yeah. you know like saying a bigger tech uh, tech community um so the pandemic pushed a lot of people online and uh my ability to network, like I, I didn't have to physically be in these places to network with people. Granted, I've learned that technically that that's still true, even if there were, if people weren't online because, you know, tech community, um, tech Twitter is, has a lot of people that engage with it all the time. But, you know, like I was able to, 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 to meet a lot of people, you know, like yourself. I, I met a, a lot of people from, uh, virtual coffee. I, I was, you know, I was a few, one of the first few people that like virtual coffee. I, I remember you speaking with Becca earlier. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, uh, just was able to, to, to meet a lot of cool people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, the pandemic is something that I, I've been thinking about a lot. And I think at the time that it, the pandemic hit and we all stopped traveling, we all sort of stopped going to work. Uh, I was traveling a ton and I was already super engaged with the San Francisco tech community and then like some various other ones that I spent time in, like Florida and uh, well, specifically Tampa. And the interesting thing that it's how my network just sort of expanded outside of that. And so as people moved away, 
from San Francisco or online events happened, I felt pulled more and more into these things like like virtual coffee, which I've never attended, but I, I'm familiar with Becca and Nick, who's also participated in that stuff like that. Like I've been pulled in those different communities, um, and I found this super helpful. Um, for me, I haven't really been I haven't looked for a job um, for a while. I've been happy with where I'm at, but for other things like doing like open source or connecting on different technologies and stuff like that, I found it extremely accessible um, because you get to show up. Like right now, everybody's sitting there hanging out with us. You just show up and just learn about your story, learn about my story, and now you have a connection place that maybe you weren't aware of. Yeah, yeah, like I would say that I'm pretty. I'm, to be honest, I'm pretty happy about like having that um, be a thing now. Even though obviously the pandemic kind of sucks, but well, kind of <laughs> the pandemic sucks. But like having kind of being able to move outside of of you know your kind of circle. To, to learn about like different areas. To be honest with you, like I learned a lot about about tech by engaging with people on tech Twitter. But you know, I've been kind of trying to to learn a lot about tech, and I just didn't know where to look. And um, what is it? Uh, I guess there's a there's an old saying where chance favors the prepared, and I would say that. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not saying that like I'm necessarily benefiting from the, that particular saying, but I. I feel like the, my own growth kind of came came from that. You know, like just kind of happening upon tech Twitter, having like all of these circumstances. You know, like where before I just wasn't. I, I just didn't know where to kind of where to where to kind of go you know like i i you know i attended a lot of events when i was in florida i attended a, a fair amount of in, uh, of events and i mean unfortunately i had to leave and you know when i came here it was some time before i was able to to attend a lot of events again but like i'm just i guess i'm just kind of happy that i was able to to to, to meet so many meet so many people and just be so so much more aware of of just kind of everything in tech now that like i've i've talked to so many people i've you know i've engaged with with with, with tech is hiring so much you know I, I like learned a lot i learned about a lot of different people and a lot of different things so you know i'm just happy about that yeah yeah and um yeah it's, um, i'm happy that you're you're happy as well that you're sort of connecting through uh the community and stuff like that but i'm curious you're I mean, you started tech and hiring, and I, can we uh, actually just talk about the, the hashtag and sort of the story behind that and sort of how you just put that together? Oh, so <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Um, what I guess I have to start with what had happened was. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, I, you know, I kind of been looking for, for work for some time. And um, what I had noticed is that um, you can send like a tweet out and it's kind of like a crapshoot whether or not it goes viral or not. And you're essentially kind of betting on the tweet going viral so that you're, so that effectively your next employer, quote unquote, will see it, you know, you, you spark up some form of relationship and, you know, that turns into a, a job opportunity. Um, so 
I I was actually retweeting things and you know not I, re, obviously I won't say obviously but a lot of people were retweeting like you know job hunting tweets um, whenever they came across them but like there were times where like oh I'm looking for a job and I having doing my own job search would have come across a bunch of opportunities and I'd go and sit there and kind of compile them and like here you know I hope this helps. You know, but um, I, I like I said, I've noticed that um, that how was it? Yeah, I've noticed that when you tweeted, like it's it's a crapshoot. Uh, the the tweet does well, and so one day I just asked the question, "Hey, you know, is there a central place for for tweets to go? Because it seems kind of silly that we're all effectively tweeting into the ether, and you know, so and people were just like, "Oh no, there isn't a place," and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And I kind of intended to just keep, you know, moving on, you know, just doing my own thing. And somebody actually me, um, and and was like, "Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna make that community, right?" And I was just like, "Well, I guess I am now." <laughs> so, you know, I took the time to to like choose a name. Um, took a time to choose a name. I actually ran a poll and another name won, but I realized that that name, that hashtag to, to have people using it. Yeah. Um, they weren't using it often, but it was enough to deter me from, from using it. And to be quite honest, I actually liked the tech is hiring name a little bit more. And so I launched, I believe launched quote unquote in April um and since then i was just like okay I, I have a space effectively for people to put things um but there's no incentive for that person for that per for people to put anything there because there's nothing there so i'm gonna go go tweets and i'm just going to share them until i can convince enough people to just kind, kind of start doing this on on their own and i've effectively been doing that um consistently for the last seven months um so like pretty much I, I have like something on my schedule that at three you know i go and i just look up tweets i have like some search terms here well not here but i have some search terms that um that i use and um and yeah like i just go through them i, I look at tweets and you know I'll, I'll ask the person if they mind if i retweet uh, if I retweet their, their, their hashtag and or I retweet their tweet with the hashtag and you know, that's pretty much it. Do you, any, um, do you ever get any pushback? Cause I always see those tweets. So you ask, has anybody ever said, no, I'd rather not have this retweeted. It's funny enough there. Yes. I, okay. I've gotten some push, not too often. Like if I were to give it a percentage, I would say, 98 to 99% of the tweets that get replied to because that's another number. 99% uh, of the, the tweets that get re replied to are absolutely please share it or, you know, some, some version of yes, right? Um, I have gotten pushback. And to be quite honest, it's the reason why I, um, I, I continue to ask. Um, I actually remember, I, I don't want to, to, to blow them up on, <laughs> online, but I remember the first person who actually gave me pushback and it just kind of was like, cause, so the reason why I ask is it's, it's a personal thing about respecting people's space, you know? And so I just want to give them the opportunity to, to, you know, opt out, you know, and I've, I've had several people say, oh, you should come up with some form of AI 
that looks for job searching tweets and is like, yeah, I could do that, but I don't, I, I, it just doesn't sit well with me to just kind of retweet somebody else's thing. Though, to be fair, I could do the same thing and just ask the question as the end goal, as opposed to just retweeting it. But it's really important to me that people get the opportunity to, to opt out. I've had maybe like maybe ten people, or in ten in the in this en- entire time, that's said you know no, they'd rather not engage with with the uh, with the hashtag. And yeah. but like those ten people, it's it's important that I honor those ten people's request than it is to just con- you know just pump out you know tweets yeah yeah and i i totally understand why maybe those 10 people said no ed rather not because i think there there's like um i guess i'm not a misnomer but maybe there's this uh expectation of how you share your job requirements sorry sorry your job recs uh and mainly because i i've been at two different companies that have been remote friendly you know every time we we put up like a junior role like you get ten thousand applications that's an exaggeration, more like a thousand applications. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it makes it really hard to actually choose the best person because you're looking through a thousand applications. Um, Mm -hmm. So what usually, usually what happens, especially even the roles that I know that GitHub hires for is word of mouth is the best way. And I know there's some people I've actually sat in my last Twitter space. Folks are like, Oh yeah, apply to a thousand jobs and uh, you'll get one of them. And I find, I just, I have a hard time like, encouraging that behavior of applying to a thousand jobs because yes the, the law of averages you will get a role but the challenge is that you, you gotta find a thousand roles uh so then it becomes sort of you're not putting your best foot forward if you're applying to a thousand places but with what you're doing is by sharing through word of mouth hey this hashtag is going to tweet out specific like jobs that are looking to hire then now you have a connection and if it's a if it's a retweet of someone tweeting out the job then you have someone to reach out to at that company to make that connection. And like, I, I'm a big fan of shooting your shot. So like, if you, if you see the person tweet, ask them, like if you can have 15 minutes or if they can look at your resume and ask and see if they can tell you if there's something missing, working on skill, or you can get an interview, hopefully. You know, I'm really happy you kind of brought up all of that. Um, even, you know, you mentioned word of mouth and all of a sudden in my head, I was just thinking pretty much tech is hiring is word of mouth as a service. If that makes any sense. Um, like that's kind of like the thing that I really want tech is hiring to kind of become, um, because I've, I've, there's been discussions or discussions. I, I I've had a few people suggest that I make a job board because it seems like the most practical thing. Right. And I, I completely agree in a sense. Uh, but like, for me, it's really important. And, and it's one of the reasons I, it's also a partly reason why I take the time to kind of go and search personally and retweet personally is that it's about the personal connection, which I, I personally think is, is a big lacking issue in just hiring in general is like, so like, for instance, if you were to go on LinkedIn, you know, like you go and you apply to a job and you may talk to a recruiter, but then, you know, like, you may not necessarily, like you said, you may not necessarily have that personal connection. You know, the recruiter wants to fill the role, 
you know, but you don't necessarily have like somebody on the inside for you. And you, exactly how you describe, like that's that's something that tech is hiring can provide, and something that I kind of want to lean into more moving forward. And I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to pretend I honestly did not think about this until recently. I didn't think about that that benefit that tech is hiring had, where effectively you have a, 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 a contact in in the in the company that you're shooting for but yeah like it's it's really about that personal connection in 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 a uh let me see in in like a type of in an industry that you know is devoid it feels kind of devoid of that and that is just more more like just hiring it's just hiring just seems to be a little bit less personal nowadays yeah and, and it can be too as well because i get um it, it's it's weird for folks who are in like in roles for a couple of years uh it's like this weird sort of chasm you cross where you've made it so like every company that you've heard of has chatted with me about trying to work at their company and like it's i understand like people are coming from where they're just trying to get their first foot in the door and i'm over here getting like left and right and center like pitches to join the company uh, and do the do the interview process and even like view process because uh i think people need to understand that that's also a thing like once you get to a certain level you don't have to interview the same way everybody else level interviews uh and i just have to be at director level and above so that's kind of how the pitch happens for me uh but what i'm getting at is like i would love to redirect this energy we really need that energy and like which is why i want to do spaces using this hashtag i want to help what you're doing and promote you as an individual looking for work uh, because i need that energy to get pointed into a positive direction or to me where i had to basically to say thanks but no thanks um and the, the more and the, the other thing is about this is um i i've, I've shared my story with you and other people who, who follow me uh, and heard me on podcasts like i've actually never applied to any job i've got um since since I, I learned how to code and the way I did that is I did that networking thing and I, I had a blog post and I made connections and it, it made it easier for me to, even though I still applied the jobs, none of those jobs I got, the jobs I did get with the places that I had like some sort of foot in the door. Uh, and I, again, I think the work is hiring um, avenue is a really interesting one because you can get your foot in the door just by sitting like in these spaces and like, you know, Everybody who's listening, I work at GitHub. So like, if you have questions about roles at GitHub, I'm more than happy to answer them. And if you, I, for whatever reason, uh, well, actually, I know why, because I worked at Netlify and Netlify is blowing up right now. I get tons of DMs about company culture and Netlify, the five specific roles at Netlify. And because I keep in touch with Netlify, like I can answer those questions because I know all the managers there as well. And, and same thing with some other companies that I have friends at. Like I can answer some questions about roles people are interested in yeah like you know it's kind of funny you well i won't say it's funny you mentioned that it's interesting that you mentioned that because to be honest i've been by the way i i you know i say this all the time like i i constantly send you thank yous all the time i i, I just really thank you for your you know for supporting the hashtag I, I really do and i mean even this like thanks so much um but um it's kind of interesting that you bring that up where it's like you have effectively all of this attention from companies from recruiters in essence you're, you're getting all of this attention and you you're thinking of redirecting it and like for me 
like the reason why I started the hashtag was not necessarily to 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 to, to share jobs. You know, my my intention was to share people looking for for work. Yeah. You know, that was the original that was the original um, thing that I wanted to solve, and I do that uh, um, I do that on occasion, but I just find that there are more job opportunities than people asking for work for whatever reason, you know, but I, you know, now that you're mentioning that, I definitely would like to explore like building relationships with other people who kind of have, who kind of have that thought, that same thought process you have, you know, where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm getting opportunities left and right. You know, I would love to be able to kind of redirect that energy to, to people who, who don't have, who don't have a lot of opportunities, like a lot of the kind of work that I, so I want to support, um, I want to support like juniors, um, trying to, to, to get roles because they're really having a hard time right now. And it's kind of weird because it, it, I, on paper, I was a junior like uh, a year ago. Um, and that was because of a fault of myself where I was just not talking about a lot of the, I wasn't talking about a lot of the experience that I had, you know, and then somebody had been like, Hey, why don't you talk about more of your freelance experience? And I was just like, freelance experience i completely forgotten about it. this came from my art institute days i had done a fair amount of freelancing and then you know i put i put my freelancing experience on and i had a lot more um i had a lot more it looked on paper like i had a lot more experience and because of that i was getting a lot more people at least willing to talk to me like there were periods where i went months you know previously without without getting a um, without getting a callback, like just the longest time. And I, I don't want to, I just, it makes me kind of feel for, 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 for people who are in junior roles who can do the work and they're struggling, you know, they're struggling to, 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 to get that. And they're struggling, they're struggling. Whereas like they're in the United States, I'm in Jamaica, I'm trying to get like an overseas role. And so there's that international element that I have to cross, but they're effectively in a place, you know, even if it's only remote, they're effectively in a place where they're, there is more opportunities yet they're still struggling and I would like to support them in, in any way I can. And I mean, support them either through information, support them through hiring as a platform, just however I can, you know? Yeah. And, and here's the, like, here's the thing I want to mention and follow up with. Uh, so last week I did a space, um, when did I do, I guess it might've been last week or the week before I did a space and basically just put out, Hey, I'd be willing to, do contract work for anybody who's willing to work with Astro and React, and uh, I did that one for a couple different reasons. Um, like I know that I know the creator of Astro, uh, and I know that team pretty well, um, and I wanted to build a project with Astro. Uh, so Astro being like a, the static site generated, you can embed different component React components and stuff like that into it. Like what Astro is really doesn't matter, um, but I wanted to actually pull people in with the whole React angle. Uh, I wanted to actually. I already built the app. I wanted to basically get someone to work on converting it from Next.js to to Astro, basically. It's what I was getting at. Um, some work I probably could have done in like an evening or an afternoon or whatever, uh, but I wanted to make a connection to somebody. 
to contribute to this project, like basically make a new friend. And I think what a lot of like my goal and some of you have followed me, like I talk about open source, which is my side project. Like my whole goal for that is I would love to point 500 people to an open source project and make contributions to that. Now those contributions could be contributions that like, um, um, free contributions, paid contributions, whatever the question is, but you can get a skill set on your resume. And what I've done is I've since, and Chad, I just added you back up because I saw you, um, <laughs> you bumped out. Yeah. Twitter um, being Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, no worries. The, what I was getting at is since that, that tweet asking for people for Astro project, I've gotten three con contributors, um, that have contributed this project. Uh, which is, I think it's kind of amazing because most people aren't familiar with Astro or have ever built anything with Astro. But I've now got three new people familiar with this open source project, uh, not with the, the broader open source community. And that's what I kind of want to do. Like when you look at like Redwood JS or if you look at all these other JavaScript frameworks, like the ones that are doing well are the ones that have a lot of this and backing behind it, like the like Facebook or Meta uh, with React. And uh, I'm just kind of blown away on how many people just like, rose their hand, jumped in, and now are contributing and have expertise they provided to this project that's probably going to get a lot of use um, um, in the future. Because I think I'm pretty confident this this idea I have, which is um, hot open source, is going to be a pretty decent decent idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask, is there like outside of, I know you, you, you try to promote um, open source um like just people kind of delving into open source directly through you know your own network and you know what you say and like through open source but is there any other mechanism for promoting um because it, it, the way you you talk about it it seems like unless you are like a, a react js or like just a popular open source project it, it seems like uh, it's kind of difficult for people to 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 find like these more uh, obscure um, open open source projects. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, so I think it comes down to open source. I, I I can only talk about open source from when I've been using it like actively, which is in the last ten years. Open source is usually built a cool thing, and then other people find it cool enough that it gets some popularity. Or it's sort of the stagnant and sits like within your repositories on GitHub or whatever other Git version control system um, or platform. And I think the the projects that do very well are the JavaScript projects because of the hype and buzz that set, sits around JavaScript. So JavaScript, and this is similar to PHP projects as well, um, but JavaScript kind of has it's it's on it's still on the rise. Uh, and you see this with Rust as well and Go. But what I'm getting at is like just the sort of, of getting more people into tech or more people building small projects or founding companies or, you know, messing with their IOT devices. Um, that is kind of what where open source really thrives. But on the, the flip side, like when you look at meta Facebook and react, or if you look at all these other like libraries that are attached to large companies, it's become a recruiting tool. Uh, and one thing that I, I try to point out, and I don't know if there's any Facebook people taking out on, maybe I'm saying this wrong, but when I got to React back in 2015, um, there was like React, there was Webpack, had just come out, there was uh, Babel, which also had just been uh, kind of getting a more adoption because of the whole ES6 conversion that everybody was doing. Um, 
So around that time, everybody who was in the sort of React ecosystem that you kind of see today that would be building these projects, they were hiring all the React devs, or sorry, all these uh, JavaScript devs, and they were joining the React team or the Facebook team to, to work on the stuff full time. Um, and it became sort of like this interest where Facebook, Facebook could pretty much hire anybody they wanted because uh, they were paying well and they were just convincing people to do open source full time. And you had where at the time, which is funny because like Facebook did this as well with the sort of social network thing. Like there were other social networks prior to Facebook, but they just had to kind of figure out the adoption and how to like own the curve that people just use Facebook forever. So the same thing with React. I think Angular, I was using Angular at that time and I was using Backbone and jQuery and React sort of this, like people were cycling through all these, these front end frameworks and moving on to the next one, like every other project. And React was like the one people stuck with. And I think with the reason for that is because they kept it open and they hired a bunch of people and we all respected. Uh, and we all respected them, so like we gave it a chance. Because like the first time I saw React at the F8 conference when they announced it, uh, I remember sitting in with my engineering team like at our desk. And so one person's asking, like watching the conference, we all laughed at the idea of Facebook creating a JavaScript library to do view components uh, or view templates. Because uh, at the time we were using jQuery pretty heavily, like not even Angular, and then, and um, so anyway, fast forward to answering your question uh, and like responding to that comment is, I'm a big fan of like helping projects get adoption without the need of something like a Facebook to to drive that adoption and sort of own that curve. So some of these smaller projects like Astro, I feel like it's going to be a big deal. Um, I like it enough that I don't mind promoting it and talking about it on stage or doing YouTube videos on it. And so like, I want to point more contributors to Astro and grow that community uh, just because for fun. And when you get Astro or React on your resume and you're working with a team or with a project that I'm maintaining because I'm a, I'm a known property within open source, then that's a different conversation than if I just built a to-do app and now I want a job. Like that's, that's a harder conversation. Or like when you found that with your freelance work, like you have another angle or another dimension to your experience that you can add. And that's what I'm trying to do with other folks with open source. Yeah. Like I definitely, me personally, I definitely need to promote open source uh, a little bit more. Um, it's funny because we I was talking about that in my own um, space. Yes. Not necessarily open source, but just kind of, how to, 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 to grow as a, as a engineer or how to gain more experience as an engineer. And I completely had forgotten to kind of to, to talk about contributing to open source or at least elaborate more on, on contributing to open source. But it's definitely a, a, a really good avenue just to kind of, you know, grow, grow your skills. All right. Well, that concludes our conversation with Chad. Uh, folks, if you want to catch the full episode, the full conversation and participate, this happens live every Wednesday at lunchtime Pacific um, on Twitter spaces. So twitter.com slash And I do encourage you, if you got any sort of wisdom or knowledge, or if you just learned something that maybe you have more questions about, follow Chad uh, on Twitter. So Chad underscore R underscore Stewart. Uh, hit him up. Tell him you appreciated the conversation. Hit him up in a DM. Uh, I believe his DMs are open. Now, if you have a developing story that you'd like to share on this podcast, hit me up. My DMs are also open. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to learn about how you became a developer. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>